Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. From Deuteronomy 28, I read, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently, I'm going to repeat that, diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And verse 3, 4, 5, and so forth. The first 14 verses basically talk about, at least from verse 3 on, about the blessings that uh, it's kind of spelled out what God will do for us, and, and it's calling for diligence in our lives. And we're going to talk about that on the Hour of Anointing today. presence of the Lord is beautiful, how beautiful the presence of the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord in His presence, how beautiful the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is beautiful, is beautiful, is beautiful. The presence of the Lord is beautiful. How beautiful the presence of the Lord The goodness of the Lord is beautiful How beautiful the goodness of the Lord Oh, magnify the Lord in His goodness How beautiful the goodness of the Lord The goodness of the Lord is beautiful Is beautiful, is beautiful the goodness of the Lord is beautiful. How beautiful the goodness of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord is beautiful. How beautiful the blessing of the Lord Oh, magnify the Lord for His blessing How beautiful the blessing of the Lord The blessing of the Lord is beautiful Is beautiful, is beautiful The blessing of the Lord is beautiful How beautiful the blessing of the Lord the glory of the Lord is beautiful. How beautiful the glory of the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord in His glory. How beautiful the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The glory of the Lord is beautiful. How beautiful the glory of the Lord. 
presence of the Lord is beautiful. The goodness of the Lord is beautiful. The blessing of the Lord is beautiful. The glory of the Lord is beautiful. The mercy of the Lord is beautiful. The caring of the Lord is beautiful. The favor of the Lord is beautiful. The power of the Lord is beautiful. Deliverance of the Lord is beautiful. And the love of the Lord is beautiful. Well, the Lord is beautiful. We're talking about diligence today, diligence about giving and about attendance in church and things like that. I believe God has something to really help you today. You may be one who, well, you've learned the principles of prosperity and and you began to confess God's word and you began to believe uh, God's word and you began to tithe then, you began to grow up to the point where you say, well, yeah, it's it's, it's right to tithe. See, see that, that that's a point of growth. When you start growing spiritually, well, you'll tithe and you'll give offerings and You'll practice the laws of sowing and reaping. And many began to believe to get out of debt, and that's a great thing. Uh, I believe that's a good priority to set. Then maybe you wake up someday, and if you're honest with yourself, you may realize it seems like something's wrong. It's not working. Prosperity's not working like it ought to, and you don't know why. And why isn't it working? Well, it, it could be because there's no diligence in your life. Prosperity in the Bible comes through diligence. We read that in Deuteronomy 28. It says, if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, also we'll find other scriptures uh, throughout the Bible talking about diligence. God's covenant with Adam was conditional in that he was to take dominion. He was to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, and subdue or control the earth out of Genesis 1. And uh, this charge uh, to, uh, to Noah then in, in Genesis 9 uh, it was about the same thing. And then Abraham and Isaac, they were the same. God's covenant of abundance was for all of his seed. So we've got several examples here. It was everlasting. However, God required obedience in all areas of their life. Obedience, commitment, diligence. This caused God's abundance to be passed on from generation to the next generation to the next generation. Joseph was a special kind of a man with a special attitude. In fact, Joseph's attitude and diligence was the key to his prosperity. Joseph served Potiphar, not as a slave, but willingly. God prospered Joseph. He made all that he did to prosper, the Bible says. Many believers are in a place of employment that they don't want to be. They feel God has something better for them, but they don't give their employer an honest day's work. Why should they? Well, God's prosperity and blessing will not come. Joseph was different because of his consecration to God. Therefore, the blessings of God would be different too for him. Have you ever wondered why the people of Israel didn't return to the land of milk and honey after the famine of Joseph's day was over? People do the same thing today by trying to get ahead financially, and then forsake God and his word. God's not going to prosper you so you can work 16 hours a day and never spend time with him or your family. God's charge to Joshua was to be strong and very courageous. God's promise of blessing to Joshua was conditional upon his ability to do what God required of him. To be strong means to seize, to fasten upon, to conquer. To be courageous means to be alert on your feet, established, and to be steadfast. God required Joshua to meditate his word day and night so that he would be a doer of the word, by being diligent, he would make his way prosperous. Doers of God's word always succeed and receive the reward. 
Nehemiah said, we will arise and build, but others will have no portion in it. Job was blessed because he delivered the poor. When he spoke, everybody listened. We find it in Job 29, verses 7 through 13. God said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And I'd like to say, just to paraphrase, the counsel of the unworldly, (laughs) nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, or God's word, this is the successful person. Doth he meditate, mutter, speak, sing, worship day and night? And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now I've got one for you. I can usually tell whether a person is diligent by their church attendance. Wherever their body is, that's what their priority is. Deuteronomy 12, let's read. But unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation shall ye seek, and thither thou shalt come. And thither ye shall bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices and your tithes and heave offerings your uh, of your uh, hand and your vows and your freewill offerings and the firstlings of your herds and of your flocks. And there ye shall eat before the Lord your God, and ye shall rejoice in all that ye put your hand unto, ye and your households, wherein the Lord thy God hath blessed thee. You don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, and then expect prosperity to be there in your life. A diligent man looks forward to worshiping God, and always has an offering to bring. I've watched sincere Christians fall into various types of traps concerning church attendance. They have a desire to prosper, pray for God to bless them. They start out wanting to be a blessing to God in the church. All of a sudden, some get-rich-quick scheme comes along and many to a friend, and that's the last we see of them. Now they're too busy working to come to church anymore. Of course, the purpose was to be able to give more. However, most of the time, the church never sees the results of any of their prosperity because now they have purchased a new car, new home, new boat, takes all they are making to keep up the payments and the financial demand and their new life. Does this sound familiar to you? God never prospers you so you can work and not come to church. Diligence with God demands time with him, his word, and your family as well as working a job. Another thing, too, many times a person will be drawn by a job. They'll be drawn to move to another city. They're in a good church. Their family's growing. Things are spiritually happening in their lives. They're being faithful. They're being diligent. They're, they're, they're doing well. And then some job comes up somewhere else. They know nothing of any church. And many times people are drawn away of a job when really the greatest thing that's happening in their lives is happening right where they are because they're making spiritual progress. Just a word thrown in there today. The righteous or the diligent shall flourish like the palm tree, it says in Psalm 92. They'll increase and bloom. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Tenacious, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. That's where you're going to flourish, not on the job. You're going to flourish in the courts of our God. Then the job's going to be a way of expression. If you're planted and established in a local body, you are to bloom right there where you are planted, and you will flourish. Prosperity comes through diligence. Those that are faithful and diligent to attend their church and allow the fivefold ministry to speak into their lives will be fruitful. I tell you, God has good benefits. There are benefits of hard work and giving, but if you hold back your offerings, you'll become poor. Proverbs 10 tells us 
Work hard and take advantage of opportunities and, uh, and give and it shall be given unto you. And prosperity comes through diligence. Remember that diligence is being industrious for God. I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment and let me know. One way is through a quick email. Click on Contact Us when you visit our website, diministries.org. While there, you can check out the various ministry products that I talk about each day. Here's my announcer to tell you more. To order David Engel's products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Arab Anointing with David Ingalls. Oh